Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hello, welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I'm Eric Acker, the host, with Karen. Hey guys. So, just like last week, we are going to try to keep these relatively short the next couple weeks just because we're getting ready for step two CK. And we're not really doing a whole lot of interesting things while we're doing that. (laughs) No, no. Eric wakes up, starts questions, and by the time that I am ready, then he, we make coffee, he leaves and does questions throughout the day and then comes home right before the kids go to bed, spends some time with the kids, and then depending on the day, either goes back to studying or... Relax. Yeah, so relax. yeah, we try to we try to do a lot of that. And Karen, if she has some friends over, then I'll, I'll go back into the room and try to do some more questions or work on something else that is school related. And then so you've been making those late nights, which has kind of been a little bit rough for the I <laughs> turnaround. Know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's a little rough to go to bed at like midnight, one o'clock, and then try to wake up at four and start the routine uh, but we're, we're, work, we're pushing through <laughs> well I, I we're a little I think we're a little odd in that we tend to try and go to bed together whereas I think other couples that's not necessarily what they do yeah I guess so 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 in either way we're, we're we've been studying for step two well I've been studying for step two CK it's again on August 5th is my my date to take it uh, we have been doing practice test on Wednesdays and Saturdays and uh, last week last Wednesday it was a little rough uh, we did this U world self-assessment one and it was wasn't the best score I've had <laughs> it was it was better than what some of the other ones I've had but it is definitely trending trending in the right direction but it was difficult and I kind of knew going into that exam that it was going to be a difficult one uh, most of the feedback from my peers had been you world self-assessment one is very difficult and people tend tend to have a hard time getting really good scores on it. Some people have no problem, but still think it's a very difficult exam. So I didn't get the best of scores on it, but it was definitely trending in the right direction compared to the previous three tests I had taken. So that's good. And then on Saturday, we took NBME 12 and got a very good score. Felt pretty happy about that one. And that that one has has a kind of a reputation of being kind of a nice ego booster, kind of gets you feeling in the right direction. So all in all, we feel like we're trending in the right direction. We'll take another test tomorrow. Um, and I should probably rewind because we, we took the test on Wednesday. I just kind of took it how I normally do my question blocks. I just came in and just tried to do the exam on time mode. I struggled with timing. I struggled with staying focused i struggled with a lot of things on that u world self uh, self assessment one but the nbme on saturday we actually implemented the entire prepare for the exam process so friday i did a whole bunch of i did sports with the typical group usually i think you're supposed to do it in the morning i just did it in the evening either way i had no problem going to sleep that night <laughs> the morning saturday morning woke up had a oatmeal i fried up some eggs had oatmeal eggs had a cup of coffee went to the test center at the, our learning center and sat down took the test 
took my breaks, had cliff bars or protein bars, I think is what they recommend. And so every every break, every after every block, I would go out, get some water, eat some protein bars, relax a little bit and start the next block. And we just kept doing that until we were done with the exam. And honestly, I felt really good about it. I felt coming out of that exam, it was like, I still had pretty good energy. I still felt like I got through the blocks just fine. I wasn't really fading. Maybe like that last block was a little bit trickier, but I wasn't really feeling super tired. And that was like, you know, just cup of coffee in the morning and cliff bars throughout the day, as opposed to my general routine of eating lunch sometime between blocks three and four and and then having like an energy drink at some point. And I got like Wednesdays, you uh, world self-assessment. I, I ended up having like lunch sometime in there and had like that major crash in one of the blocks where you just suddenly felt like you're very tired and sleepy and that's really not a great feeling going into a test. So Saturday felt a little bit more like how I would like to take the step two CK exam. So it was kind of proof of concept of preparing and taking the exam in a certain way is uh, the most optimal way to take the exam that your brain is going to be functioning, your body is going to be ready to go. And all that advice that was, uh, I think I mentioned last week, it came from Dirty Medicine, day before the exam video, I think is what it's called. But definitely look that up on YouTube and review it. I think he's got some pretty good solid information. And I definitely felt like there was a big difference between Wednesday's uh, self-assessment and Saturday's self-assessment. And so tomorrow we're going to take another (laughs) (laughs) self-assessment, but it's going to be UWorld self-assessment 2. So really I'm down to just UWorld self-assessment 2 and the free 120. I don't think I have any other self-assessments I'm leaving on the table. I mean, with the exception, I think Kaplan might have some, but I'm not really going to mess with that. Every... Everyone seems to be indicating that the NBME self-assessments are very representative of the exam. Even the UWORLDs are relatively representative of the real thing. So I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with what people have said works. (laughs) And then uh, there's a whole bunch of my cohort that recently just took the exam yesterday, the 25th. And so they, they're kind of all reporting back a little bit. They're not like giving me answers or anything like that, but they're definitely reporting back what they felt the exam was like, what maybe where they felt like some of the focuses were on certain ones. And they got, you know, there's four of them that took the exam and I think they all got four different <laughs> forms of the exam. So everyone's going to have a slightly different version, but I think the overarching information I got was that the the questions were about on par for what the NBME self-assessments 9, 10, 11, 12 were. So review those, know the questions. And I think they even said that some of the pictures might pop up on on the CK. And that always feels really good because when you see a picture you recognize, you don't really have to go through a lot of trouble on the, on the question stem because you can just jump to the answer. <laughs> and so that's always, that's always good. That always feels good too. And it saves you a lot of time. Uh, the, the stems they said were maybe a little bit longer than the stems you found on NBME 12 and maybe a little bit longer than the ones you find on the free 120. But overall, they felt like it was a pretty fair exam. They thought maybe there was Oh, sorry, I'm backtracking. There was some overarching recommendation as well from them, plus another student that we play soccer with, and that is the USPF-TF guidelines seem to be heavily tested. 
So if you have a, apparently like an example is if you have a, a somebody who's like, let's say like 18, 19, 21, something like that, that comes in knowing what risk factors they could present with that would necessitate which labs to get with that patient. So because it, it's not usually intuitive. If you have a 19 year old, like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to run an entire lipid panel on them or an A1C, like you may not do that. So the USTF, USPFTF guidelines apparently are heavily tested. Uh, that was something very consistent from each person I talked to. So I'll definitely spend more time doing that. That's essentially what I'm, I mean, I'm just going to the school and doing QBanks. You know, I'm doing a untimed tutor mode questions on New World and I answer the question. I look over the answer. I try to figure out if I got it right, if I got it wrong, and where my thinking, my process was. I, I do think I have, um, there are some good days. There are some days like last night where I was doing a block of 20, and I went on like, I don't know, six wrong answers in a row. And it really kind of hurts the confidence a little bit when you press submit, and you're like, I got 50% right. Like, this is just terrible. And then... That was also at midnight. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's sitting there grumbling, and I'm just sitting there like, well... <laughs> or, or you miss, like, stupid ones. Like, there was one that was like, oh, what this patient has in... Oh, gosh, what was it? I guess they have a G6PD deficiency. And which of these antibiotics would you not give them? And... I read it as which antibiotic would you give them? So I was looking down this list of antibiotics and I'm like, okay, it's a UTI, G6PD deficiency. So the sulfur drugs are out automatically and I'm trying to find which of the last four would be the best one to give a U- for UTI. And like I picked, I picked one I thought was the best answer and they're like, well, no, that's wrong because it, you need to pick the sulfur, ans- sulfur drug because sulfur is the one you can't give a patient with G6PD deficiency. And like I knew that. <laughs> but you know you don't if you don't read the question you don't get the answer right uh, <laughs> then there's like days like today where I'll do a block of 40 and get like 83% correct and I feel really good about myself and I do think overall I think when I initially started some of this dedicated time I definitely was more of an open book kind of guy doing my block with my iPad out and that's not to say that my iPad's still not out when I do these blocks now but I tend to find that I'm consulting it less like maybe I'll read the question pick an answer and if I'm unsure I might look at the iPad a little bit and maybe here and there I might change the answer but generally I keep it to my my primary pick submit and oh I got it right that's good there, there are some times where my extra resources can be a bit of a pain. I'm not always as strong on pharmacology, and so sometimes I consult Hippocrates, the application that has all medications. I love that app. It's a great app, but you'll find that there are some things that in medical school we're just kind of taught, this is the common side effect for this this drug. And then when you look at another drug, it has like an identical profile of side effects. And so, like, I had a question where a patient was presenting with, I think they were, like, bipolar. They were treating bipolar, and they presented with a rash and what looked like what they were describing as Steven Johnson syndrome. And they had all these different antipsychotics and mood-stabilizing drugs. And I found two. And I was like, well, you could use these two for, to treat this. And it was, like, quintipine. And I picked that one because on it it had rash. 
and Steven Johnson syndrome, but it was a different one uh, instead of an L, and I can't recall the name off the top of my head, but that was the correct answer because I think that's the, the more noteworthy, commonly causes rash, and that's, that's the buzzword you're supposed to know as a medical student, not you know, 20th on the list uh, on quinapine <laughs> that it uh, causes rash or whatever. Anyway, so sometimes the extra resources can get you in trouble because there's sometimes uh, the what was tested is kind of what they just need you to know as the the big head bullet points. And then if you get into the granular level, they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to find out that a lot of things can be used for a lot of things. So we're working for it. We're trying our best here. Uh, still still aiming for that August 5th date. <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine that was going to take it with me and he, I think he took UWorld self-assessment one. I think he scored better than me on that one too. And I think it freaked him out and he ended up pushing it back a couple of weeks. So alone again, <laughs> I don't know anyone else who's taking it the same day I am. So that's just, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. And I've, I have toyed with in my mind if I need to push it back. Uh, and I, as of right now, I don't, I don't think that's part of the plan. I think we're going to kind of keep it as is because that kind of works with our current schedule. And again, we're trending in the right direction as far as test scores go, as far as question blocks go, as far as getting endurance up for the exam. I kind of feel like we're going to probably hit our stride just at the right time. And that's what's going to be important and maybe less important to have two weeks of solid good scores before we get to, <laughs> to it. I don't know. I don't I'm not. I, I mean, I, yeah, I could you could listen to me talk in, in six weeks from now when my test score has come out and I could be really sad because I got a failing grade and then <laughs> I wish I would have taken more time to, or I didn't get a good grade. Well, the fact of the matter is that we have an away rotation and it has to be done at least, like we're pushing Before it. the start of the yeah, away rotation. Be, we have to have the score back before the start of the away rotation. And so we're pushing it at the date of the fifth anyways so it has to get done we yeah. don't really have a choice it's, it's doing well that. i mean obviously if i fail I, I don't go to my wave rotation but right right <laughs> but <laughs> the, the plan is not to fail the plan is to pass and get a really good score um and, and again i feel like we're trending in the right direction sometimes I, i'm a this gets me in trouble sometimes as well as i, I like to scour the reddits for little score converters and like you pump in all your scores and you don't you don't inflate them you don't lie and then they try to tell you like oh you based off what you just told us your projected range is here and so far those have been showing me in a good spot for you know for example <laughs> uh, they like so like the uh nbme 12 it showed that i think my score was like a 131 which it's okay i mean i think there's people who score higher than me for sure but I think it was showing like your score can be as low as a like a 218 or as high as a 248 and that's the spread but of course these score converters tell you a little bit different story but I get drawn into those because sometimes those give me a little bit of confidence that I'm heading in the right direction but obviously when I did step one I didn't test particularly great and I got a score much lower than what my predicted score was supposed to be so those are just predicted, and obviously your performance on day of is a much better, better indication indication of how you're going to do. <laughs> but, yeah, so this, I mean, this is going to be our next few weeks, and, yeah, we're just kind of plugging along. The other thing that happened this week was we did, our, our loan went through, 
So we're all set for the last, what, six months? Is that nuts? Six months before you start residency? Yeah, and everything to, goes well, as planned? Well, I mean, a year. Mm-mm. Well, Maybe yeah, it's, a year. Today, it's, it's August. No, we're still in July. And we have to get to yeah, July, July of next year. So we have yeah, a next a year. year of loans. Yeah. Now you make me wonder if we calculated that loan amount right. We calculated the loan amount okay. right. I'm saying six months because we're getting two disbursements. K- Karen and is my accountant math. and <laughs> I rely on her brain to take over for these parts of my life that I would rather not have to deal with. I, I do the I do the application. I, you know, I do the phone calls and wait on hold and talk to Sally Mae and explain to them what my aspirations are. And I don't think I got asked this time. You know, well, how at this much... point, if they're asking you what your aspirations are and they're asking you, like, why should we give you this loan? It's like, well, because if you want me to pay back the other two loans that you, you gave me, you have to give me this one. <laughs> yeah, so I got to gotta graduate <laughs> before I can pay you, start paying you back on the other <laughs> two loans. I, I took out three loans. Yeah, because they, 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 it's not has this funny thing where they'll ask you, like, what kind of doctor do you want to be and how much does that make? And do you intend to work after you finish school? Which is kind of a hilarious question. It was like, do you, after you graduate, do you intend to work? And it's just like, of course. <laughs> like, drowning in debt and <laughs> spent four years to learn how to do this job. Of course I'm going to go to work. Like, I might take a vacation, like, a couple weeks here or there. But, like, I'm going to go to work. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't suffer four years to get an MD just to sit at home. Like, well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they have to theoretically, ask. Theoretically, like, I guess you could do, I mean, it's still work, but you could do research or you could work for an, like insurance. Work. I mean, you can get a job. I mean, it is, get, it <laughs> is, but those don't pay as much as like actual Yeah, but I mean, they don't ask like, are you going to, are you going to become a cardiologist after you get your degree? Like, <laughs> no, I got to go to residency, dude. Like, True. Uh, anyway, like you get those kind of weird questions and I, and I know these are just, people who are just processing your loan documents and they they have the questions that pop up on the screen and they have to fill it out and submit it so that some credit underwriter can say yes we are going to give this person uh, this individual another fifty thousand a hundred thousand dollars in in loans and that's always super exciting but this was the, the smallest one we've had to take out so that that felt pretty good again because the trinity doesn't charge tuition beyond the 10th term so yeah that definitely and then of course we only really have until march for fourth year electives to basically wrap up and so basically after march we're we're no longer in school (laughs) i think the official word from the school was that in the month that you finish your last core or your last elective rotation is the is the month that you graduate so I think it's March sometime if I'm staying the course at this point. Yeah. So. Either case, we got the loan taken care of. Hopefully the last one for a little while. We did talk to, well, I did have a, a former student reach out to like a group chat I was on and mention refinancing his, he refinanced his loan. And of course, there's everyone's situation is going to be very different. And his particular scenario is that he had opted to pay the interest while he was in school, which is a large amount of money. Uh, I don't know how he managed to do that. I didn't ask questions, but <laughs> he ended up refinancing because when he went to residency, the loan terms didn't weren't very flexible for that. Like I think there's some flexibility in residency for how much you have to pay, but because he was already opting to pay the interest before residency, they basically tacked that on on top of it. 
So he was paying a large amount and he wasn't particularly pleased with that. And as a resident, you don't make a lot as it is. So he refinanced it, got a good interest rate. And I guess the, the new loan has uh, great terms for dur the duration of residency. So that's something to possibly look forward to, that there are banks and lenders out there who kind of cater to healthcare professionals. Something to consider uh, and something we're going to consider when we get closer to that point. Uh, other things that we worked on. So I... I was feeling a little bit burned out on questions, as you might imagine. So I started, decided to sit down and finish my personal statement and CV, or so I thought. I, <laughs> I had submitted the personal statement back to Dr. Zubero. He's our, he's our school's kind of guru when it comes to residency and all that uh, third and fourth year sort of stuff. And so he looked it over again. And I kind of thought I'd like, you know, the first one I sent him, I knew I was like, oh, I got like, 300 400 words over where they want to be i know i'm a little all over the place i probably have a lot of extra fluff i can get rid of i could really thin this this thing down and i knew that going in and i even told him that and he of course put a whole bunch of red marks on it and i looked at that and was like huh, i'll deal with that later and so this weekend i i dealt with it and thinking to myself this is the one you know i i <laughs> i thinned it down i got it short to the point i've i cleaned it up a little bit made sure that my humorous points are going to be well taken. Uh, this is the one. And even then, like, I knew there was a couple sentences I had tried to put in there that I had reworded like three or four times during my own revision. I'm like, ah, I just don't like how that sounds. I read it out loud a few times, did more revisions. Finally found the one that sounded the least worst and then <laughs> sent it to him. And of course, he picked it out immediately. Like, this sentence is awkward. Re reword this and like, nuts. <laughs> but I mean, it's significantly better. He, I think there's only three edits on the personal Yeah, well, one of them, one of the edits is like add two to three sentences, you know. Of why you want whatever special. And I was kind of trying to avoid that, to be honest, but. Because. No, yeah. I don't want to get into it, yeah. but like I was trying to avoid that sort of thing, but it's okay. It's not that much for editing. And then he did look over my CV apparently. And I, I thought he had already kind of given me the okay on the CV, but apparently I have some more work on that as well. Just formatting issues. Yeah, he doesn't want you to change any wording. He just wants you to change the format so the date is... On the far left. On the far left. So it's easy to look down the left side of the page and see the chronological things. So either way, it's uh, it's a work in progress. We it's something that, you know when you're you're kind of tired of doing questions, you can you can do something else. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, Eric did pull apart the truck dash this week and got the part out that he needed to switch, and then realized they sent the wrong part. Well, on the website, it it's supposed to fit the car, but you look at all the other parts, they don't look anything like it. So I have ordered a new part, returned, sent back the old part, or the, the new old part, uh, to be refunded. And then the new part should arrive, I think, Thursday, but I'm not going to get to it probably till Sunday. But driving that truck in 90-plus degree heat on Watson Boulevard. If anyone's been in Middle Georgia, you know what I'm talking about. Watson Boulevard, stoplights every couple every couple hundred feet. And <laughs> if you don't hit them, all the green lights, all you do is hit them and you stop in the the unbearable heat and it's just uncomfortable. I'd miss my AC. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that part comes and it's just, you know, put it in, turn it on and it will just work. Hopefully. <laughs> 
that's the plan anyway. So that should be a quick project. Should be. Knock on wood. It didn't take you too long to and then get the part out. Just before time. we started this uh, podcast, Karen uh, informed me that she is starting our Christmas uh, shopping list. Which, <laughs> Well, Eric looked at me funny, but... It's exciting. In July, we are, we are already... <laughs> Well, no. So, like, the timeline goes, like, we get done with, we get done with step two, then we finish off all of looking at the programs and s- put everything into your application so that when you're, when you're on your away rotation and it opens up, you just have to basically click submit or whatever. And then after we pay for all of that, it just makes sense that at that point we we start Christmas shopping because baby comes in November and I am not doing it. I am not doing it that at that time. Who are we kidding? You're just gonna do Amazon anyway. Yeah. I'm kidding. Most, most <laughs> well, likely, most, it's a lot of Amazon. Amazon is rather convenient. Yeah. Well, at least online shopping is rather convenient. But yeah, I, I know. I, I as much as I, I scoff and I make fun of, I I do appreciate the effort that Karen puts in because I. Am kind of the opposite person. I, I kind of go with the, well, maybe Christmas won't happen this year kind of mentality. <laughs> and then when Christmas Eve rolls around, I'm the guy who has to go to the store real quick and get a few things or order a few things online, print out a, a page that shows what I bought them. <laughs> it's not exactly elegant, not exactly, <laughs> you know, oh, open up a cool gift from Eric on Christmas kind of guy. So I do appreciate Karen picking up my slack and making me look good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, that does mean I do have to think about her gifts and I don't, I can't uh, pull the same stunts with her gifts, but you know, we'll see. I guess. One, one of the great things about Karen is that she does do a lot of this uh, legwork that I would rather not do. And again, I had that whole mentality that maybe Christmas just won't happen. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll skip it. You know, we'll go from 24th to the 28th or something like that. And nobody would know the difference. The kids would be disappointed. <laughs> they they would. Now that you have now that we have kids, this was more or less the mentality before I got married and <laughs> and before I met Karen. Uh, so now that Karen's since Karen's been in my life, uh, Christmas gifts have arrived on time mostly, and uh, so it's been good. One of the, one of the the benefits of having Karen, <laughs> of many of many. So. But I think that's about all we wanted to cover today. Yeah. Uh, I know a bunch of students at Trinity took CBSE on Friday. I hope they did really good. I hope they got the scores they were looking for and they're all set up to take step one or working looking to onwards towards step one. It's a big daunting test, but thankfully, you know, it's gone past fail. So it's still daunting. It's still a lot of work, but you guys can do it. I hope you guys... Again, I hope you guys get the good score you got. And if you didn't, I think in two weeks, two or three weeks, you're going to try again and take uh, CBSE number two. So hopefully you, you get it on the second try if you didn't get it the first time. And then uh, a podcast can be found on MedFamilyMD on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, Karen checks that. She lets me know of all the, the cool things you guys do on Instagram. I Generally, I don't have Instagram. Uh, apparently, that would take up too much of my time. And then... <laughs> it will. Just judge, and nobody wants to see things. shirtless Eric anyway. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Not very professional. It doesn't look very good. I mean, 
Anywho, uh, <laughs> if you want, you can find us also on all, all the major streaming sites, uh, iTunes, Apple, Apple iTunes, podcast, uh, Amazon, Spotify, etc. So if you want to subscribe and follow the show that way, that, that way they just come straight to your phone or however you're listening to this. We appreciate you guys listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye.